Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first edition of the Road to Indie Insider here on uh, my Road to Indie Insider Facebook page. My name is Rob Howden, of course, the voice of the Road to Indie presented by Cooper Tires, something brand new uh, after spending uh, a bunch of days doing uh, IG Live interviews. Those were a ton of fun talking to so many of the drivers throughout the paddock, but uh, this is something brand new, obviously trying to work with the new evolution of what we're able to provide here. And of course, the road to Indy getting ready to go in a couple of weeks at Road America, a test this coming Monday at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course as well. But there's a ton to kind of, kind of go through because obviously uh, the recent announcement that Indy Lights would not be back here in 2020 would instead be kind of postponed, the season canceled until 2021. Lots to talk about there, drivers moving around, teams moving around. So I figured I'd bring in one guy that I, I know that that uh, is up to date on everything that happens. One of my good friends, uh, Steve Wittick. Let me bring Steve in here to the broadcast. Boom. Steve, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you, Rob? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. I, I kind of feel like Jerry Todd from C SCTV, you know, working on, the <laughs> yes. working on the video. That's an old school reference. Oh, most that's awesome. Get. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. If they're under the age of uh, 50, they probably 50 and not Canadian. Yeah. Anyway, Steve, uh, great to have you with, with us here in the very first edition of uh, the Road to Insider Live. Uh, first and foremost, man, I, I just a, a, a kind of a ton going on in terms of what happened during the during the COVID-19 shutdown. We were all down at, at St. Petersburg, ready to go for the opening round of the season. I, you know, I went back and looked at it. it. It will have been four months before, almost four months before we get back on track. That. It doesn't feel like it, but it's crazy, it isn't it? It's, uh, you know, for a while there, until we had that IndyCar race, I think I was the only person who'd actually written race uh, or uh, session reports for open wheel racing for a long time. <laughs> That's uh, right. Because I got to do the road, few road Indy sessions. But yeah, it's been a, an interesting four months, to say the least. Um, you know, I know we'll talk about what's been going on and what the teams have been up to and the series. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been uh, challenging for everybody involved, including I know you and I, and yeah. especially the team owners. I know it's a stressful time for them. Most definitely. Cause I think a lot of people don't, don't think about this though, right? That the team owners are, it's, it's a business right? For, for a majority of them. This is what they do for a living. It's how they pay their mortgages. It's how, you know, and of course a lot of them, uh, even though it's staff, it's also family, right? This guys that they've had on their right. staff for so many years. And, and what do you do? Like, you right. can't it's test. So you can't, tough. It's tough, isn't it? Right. And if you can't test and you can't, you know, if you're not running, you can't bring any money in. And, you know, you've got people to, to employ. And then you've, like you said, you get a mortgage to pay. A lot of these team owners in, in Road India, this is it. This is what they, this is how they make their living. So, you know, it's tough. It's, you know, that's, it's necessary. It's definitely important to get back to racing for these guys because they just, They've got no income coming in. That's it. I, I, I was talking to someone online. I won't say who it was, but absolute the 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 detail of essentially what it is to be uh, a team owner in the road to India or any kind of any kind of racing industry. This guy said he has nothing but respect for guys who make a living doing this. Right. Um, I thought this was like because the next line is it's a super br brutal business model, super high operational costs, low margin, tiny and highly fickle customer base. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow, what a what that is absolutely the motorsports team ownership in a nutshell, right? It's yeah, it it's definitely has to be a passion for you to stay in it because it's yeah. not it's it's certainly not easy for them. I know that it's uh, you know you're you're working your tail off to you know you're not none of these guys are are getting rich doing this. Look at it that way. It's uh, well, it has to be a love affair, and you have to love doing it and love working with the kids and uh, love the lifestyle. Um, it's it's not easy, and I feel bad for the team owners. Well, and the funny thing is, for most of the series, 
at the end of a day after a race day, you know, you got one happy customer exactly, and, and three or four unhappy customers, even yeah, though they exactly. could be all in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly true. Steve, let's jump uh, first and foremost, I guess, into the big elephant in the room. And that is the, uh, the loss of Indy Lights for 2020. Um, you know, when that first came down, I don't want to say that I was overly surprised only knowing that we had a short grid and there's a potential to lose a couple of drivers, but then I'm hearing potentially we, we weren't going to lose as many drivers as we thought, but the bottom line is they've decided to shelve it for 2020, uh, come back in 2021. I think the, the, the one caveat or the one soft spot, the positive was the fact that Roger Penske did state, uh, you know, both ver- verbally and uh, in writing as well, that he's uh, very intent on making sure Indy Lights is strong moving into the future. Yeah, I think it's important that he stepped up and, and made it sure that people understand because when we first broke that news, it was, you know, everyone's, oh, that's it. The series is dead. And uh, it was important for Roger to come in and, and say, hey, listen, we need this series and we do need the series. But and, you know, I'm sure I know they're working through a million different ideas to to make it stronger. And it just it just didn't make any sense this year. It just, you know, and it did. Don't be wrong. Five, six, seven car grids don't look great, but it also was just with what's going on and what you're going to see in the schedules in the future, it just Indy lights kind of had the biggest schedule and, or the biggest parts of each schedule from the road to Indy each weekend at the, the number of minutes. And I think they're going to try and get stuff spread out and it just makes it a lot easier with the one last series to run right now. Unfortunately, they're probably the got the losers end of the stick because yeah. it's the smallest grid. And the interesting thing too, let's, let's look to 2021 because, um, Let's say that some stuff does happen IndyCar wise with Roger Penske and his crew there. They decide to make a couple of, they make some changes. They do some things to support the teams, existing teams, uh, make it easier for drivers, potentially do whatever they can to support cash wise would be, would be great. Yeah. It does bode well potentially for the future. David does it. I mean, uh, uh, Steve does it not with the fact that now we have, you know, Kyle Kirk won the championship in Indy Pro 2000 last year, so he's a scholarship driver. Yep, and he's absolutely coming back, is what I've been told. He's so. coming back, and we'll yeah. go. We'll go through. That's what we're going to do, yeah. folks. We'll kind of go through and tell you through the series, the different series, what we've we've learned from the drivers we've talked to. But Kirkwood's coming back. He told me he's coming back. You're going to have the champion of the uh, Formula Regional uh, Championship, America's Championship, coming over as well. Right. Yep. How, how many other drivers from there potentially look over? Because that really that program has kind of converged the F4 and the Formula Regional America program over to Indy Lights as well. So we could potentially right. see some more drivers coming in there, maybe 12 to 14 next year in, in, uh, in 2021. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me in the least. No. You know, you've got a lot of guy experienced guys over there in Formula Regional Americas and um, it's going to be an interesting grid. And then you've got whoever wins Indy Pro 2000 this year will be a scholarship. So you're going to have three guys next year that were championship winners in a series. Um, that's your, that's as, as a, you know, as a foundation, it's not going to get much better than that. <laughs> no. um, definitely not. You know, the teams will be be fighting for those guys. But yeah, like you said, if, if you can get some IndyCar team involvement and it doesn't even need to be ownership, it just needs to be partnership or just, yeah. you know, there's a million different ways it can help. You know, I look at, I always look at Andretti sort of what they, their model as, as the way to do it. And maybe this is how, you know, IndyCar teams can help um, road Indy and Indy lights teams. Because you look at, Andretti is attractive to drivers. Yeah, they've won and they're good, but they also have a hospitality where you can bring your sponsor and, oh, wait, you're eating lunch with your sponsor and there's Mario Andretti who might come over or Michael Andretti. And, um, you know, they're the only ones right now that have that that opportunity to, to you know, 
provide to a sponsor. You know, it's, it's tough getting sponsorship in, in the road to Indy and just that sometimes just the little things that chance to network or is huge. So, you know, I could see, you know, Hey, let's partner these Indy lights teams up with, you know, a IndyCar team where the, where the hospitality can get used. That's where, a great point. Right? Like it's, it's That's huge. A, it's well, absolutely huge. So and this has happened in the past before as well with Dan Anderson when he had his own team, right? Right. It, the Anderson racing team connected with uh, Ray Hall. Ray Hall, Hall, at, yeah. Ray, Ray Hall at that point with, uh, you know, Mara Romancini and Andrew Prendeville right. and, and a couple of different guys. So they obviously work together. So uh, I think one of the interesting things, and you brought it up, if you're with Andretti, your sponsors, of course, your sponsors, you're always trying to bring a deliverable to a sponsor, right? Right. What, what oh, can yeah. I do? What can I make it worthwhile? Obviously, right. with Indy Lights, it's not all about being on TV or, or NBC Sports Gold, but it's business to business. So right. you bring a client to the racetrack when you're with Andretti and you're sitting down potentially having lunch or a drink, whatever it may be, with Mario Andretti. Right. right. And the same goes for if a team would connect with Ray Hall again. You've got Bobby Ray Hall right there. So sit down with right. Bobby Ray Hall, whatever yep. it may be. There's or any of the IndyCar drivers as well. So yeah, I think I, I like I like that. And I yeah. like potential commercial opportunities as well. Yeah, I do too. I think there's there's a chance for, you know, like you you mentioned, business to business is everything right now in racing. Yes. And it there's a chance, you know, for these indie light sponsors, maybe, maybe you have a every second event you have a, a get together where you bring the sponsors from both series from every series together so that you know they can talk. Yeah. Um because that's sort of the way it, you know, that's you know. Part of the way sponsorship works now is is you use it to entertain customers, but don't get don't the sponsors are going to try and get the other sponsors to buy their services too because that's always been important, right? Like that's B two B. I don't think people yep. right. I don't think people understand that you know there are companies in in IndyCar who are there because they want to do business with, let's say Verizon, who's a sponsor of somebody or right. Like that's sort of the the hope that there's that hope that you can connect two companies together and then. They go, hey, well, you saved us this amount of dollars. We'll spend half your savings back on racing, right? That's that's how these deals work. One day we should do a whole or a whole show on you know just the way sponsorship deals work. It's pretty wild sometimes. I think it's a great but, idea, actually. Yeah, it's great- yeah, it's 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 fascinating to find out how some deals come together. But yeah, no, it's it. You know, it'd be nice to have every IndyCar team start a, an Indy Lights team, but I, it, that's going to be hard to do. Um, but I think you'll have different varying ways that they can get involved. Um, and it's that involvement. It's huge. It just, yeah. it brings that little bit more legitimacy to Indy Lights. Agreed. Uh, let's have a look at, at the, at the Indy Lights grid that we were going to have. And I think I, I reached out to a bunch of people, Steve, I know you've done the same thing. Yep. Uh, I spoke with, we, we talked about Kyle Kirk when I spoke with Kyle, a message with him today. Um, he will continue to test with the team when, when available, but he's also going to potentially try to run a couple of LMP three races. He's done that before. So I think he's probably just thinking about trying to get some seat time to kind of just buy this time to make sure he's still fresh when he gets to go racing next year. Yeah. And that's what I've heard from him and uh, his management is that he just, he, you'll see him a little bit in, in car in some form of racing, but not a ton, but they do want to do as much testing as they can just because that's huge to keep himself. Like he's got to keep fresh in a, in an Indy lights car. Um, like, and let's, it's, let's it's, be real. You know, he's still, he's still a rookie. Right. Right. So right. He needs the seat time. He is. He does. He definitely needs a seat time. And it's, it's tough. It, he's probably the one that loses the most out of all this is because he's, you know, he was hot driver. He's the hottest yeah. driver in the world, really. Right. And yep. he, uh, you know, now he has to sit for a season, but um, you know, testing is good. 
Um, you know, I think staying in race shape, doing some LMP3 stuff and, and whatever else he can get into is also good. Um, you know, I expect him, I expect him to show up in a few spots once, once we get things headed out. Yeah. They also don't tell us everything. No. Oh God. No. I don't <laughs> right, expect so him to either. Right. He'll show up at a race we had no idea about. Uh, yeah. I messaged with Robert McGinnis as well. A little different than Kirk, but it's not like he has to spend a ton of time testing the lights car because no. he has a full season of lights experience already as a race winner, of course. Uh, at Indy uh, on the road course, he told me that he's kind of looking for to IMSA potentially, yeah. you know, the GTD category. He wants to get some seat time as well. But like all these drivers, especially at this level of competition, Steve, it's all about having the money, right? You, you right. had a budget for this year, but the budget was focused on Indy, uh, on right. Indy lights, on right. potentially a lot of it on the Freedom 100 or whatever it may be, right? Right. So you can't just take yeah, that money and throw it somewhere else. No, it's not the way it works. And, you know, the sponsors, you can't blame a, a partner or sponsor for backing it down a little bit and it doesn't take much you know they could say oh we could spend 75 percent of what we're going to spend well uh, well there goes your budget for indeed yeah. light right <laughs> so um you know sometimes it might be better in this situation where a driver can say hey can you put even 25 percent of what you're going to spend this year squirrel it away aside and you know then next year we'll come back and you only have to spend 75 percent right yeah. like it's there's ways there's going to be drivers and, and partners move stuff around like that that um you know, makes the most sense and the easiest way for, you know, a sponsor to show that they're going to get some return on investment. And you never know, Rob might end up doing, you know, some stuff with his partners. He's awfully good on social media, yeah. giving them credit. And, you know, I could see him working with, with his partners to, to help them with other stuff. There'll be other opportunities for him to help them. Indeed. Getting started here right now with Andretti Autosport as we kind of give you guys a little bit of insight on where these drivers are going, seeing as they're not going to be driving Indy Lights this year. Uh, I did reach out to Tristan Charpentier as well. He was planning on running some races with Andretti Autosport. He told me his focus is still on 2021 coming back for Indy Lights. So I think that's a pretty big positive, uh, Steve, to have a rookie driver who really had not been in the program, not even in the road to Indy yet, was coming over with Andretti and still remains focused on 2021. I think that's a really good note uh, for the guys at uh, Anderson Promotions to take home. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, Yeah, I think he moved to the U.S., didn't he? I think he's in... I think he might be living in Miami now. And I didn't actually it's ask clear, that question. <laughs> it's clear that he wants to run uh, Indy Lights. And ha it's good to see someone have patience too, right? I know, I know, it, yeah. you know, these guys get pushed up and pushed up and pushed up, but we're talking about 20, 21, 22 year olds here, right? There, This is not the end of a career, right? Like, um, you know, it sucks that, that there's a season they're not going to get to drive Indy Lights, but it'll come back and yep. they'll be better off for it. I agree. Uh, now, one of the things we will talk about a little bit, well, as we're going down through the order alphabetically through the teams, let's talk about Daniel Frost, uh, who, of course, a couple of good years with uh, exclusive Autosport, was a race winner two times last year in Indy Pro 2000, making the jump to Indy Lights this year. Uh, with no Indy Lights, he's going to go double duty. He's actually, this is interesting. Is. He's he's <laughs> So Andretti has, has picked up a Formula Regional America's car, which is essentially the F3 car of, of that latter program. They're actually racing this weekend at, at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, and there are a number of drivers we'll talk about who are part of the Road to Indy who are running Mid-Ohio this weekend. So Daniel Frost will run with Andretti, I think the, a single-car effort at Mid-Ohio for Andretti, but he's, know, also, yeah. but he's also going to be with Turn 3 Motorsport, Peter Dempsey's program in Indy Pro 2000 car. So he comes back to Indy Pro as well. Man, this, this is a storyline in and of itself. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much this it's actually I for Daniel. I think it's fantastic. Um, that's a I think he's got a lot of talent and he's fast, but he needed seat time. And this is going to give him a lot of seat time and a lot of, 
in two different cars in a very short period of time. And, um, you know, Daniel, I think Andretti's a great spot for him, but I honestly, having someone like Peter Dempsey work with Daniel is going to be very interesting. Um, Daniel probably needed to get a little bit more aggressive and, um, you know, just lay it all out on the line a little bit more. And there's nobody better than getting that out of a driver than Peter. Uh, Peter was awfully good at it himself. And he, he seems to be able to get the most out of a driver. So I think it's, it's actually a really good move uh, for him. If there's a guy that's actually going to benefit from this whole thing, as you said, you, you said it straight up. He, he did a couple of races, I think three weekends, two or three weekends in USF 2000 exclusive yeah. autosport. He probably could have came back last year in USF 2000 and been a championship contender. They move him to Indy Pro 2000 with exclusive autosport and, of course, a great team. He ends up winning two races, right? He won the Oval yep. at Lucas Oil Raceway, and then he won yep. on the streets of Toronto as well, so two different disciplines. And then he goes right to Indy Lights. He could have stayed at Indy Pro and tried to win the For championship sure. there. So this is really – it's actually holding him back and giving him so much more experience before he makes his debut in Indy Lights. It's actually – I hate to say it, almost a positive for Daniel Frost. Yeah, I think it actually is for him. Uh, it de- yeah, he definitely needed, you know, like, was he ready to move up to like, sure. Um, he's got, he's perfectly talented <laughs> enough to do it. Um, but, you know, this is going to give him, you know, he's probably going to have to spend about the same amount of money and he's going to get to do two series. Yeah. Um, he's got a chance to win a scholarship in both, right? So yeah, um, it's going to be very interesting to see um, mm. how he ends up doing. It'll be, you know, it's, and it's, it's great for the Indy Pro 2000 grid to have another driver that, that's a race winner come back. Uh, speaking of Andretti Autosport, of course, they have their NTT IndyCar Series team with, with four great drivers. Uh, they don't actually go away from junior motorsports because they are running in that FRA program. Bellardi Auto Racing, uh, Steve, a little bit different. I spoke with Brian Bellardi earlier today, and they've essentially, they're taking a hiatus essentially from yeah. the shortened opportunity of the three, four months that we will have of racing. Brian, of course, very one of the, the, the actually the primary thing he was worried about was his staff. Right. Uh, both both he and John Bruner um, wanted to make sure the staff was going to be okay. Being told that all those guys have found gigs at other teams, and right. they've all as when they got those gigs, they were you know they told those teams, hey, the plan is to go back to Bellardi after the season's yeah. over because Brian said they're dialed in, the cars are ready, and they're going to go off season testing as soon as possible. Yeah, Brian's uh, one of those guys, you know. He, the, you look at their crew, there's no, they, they're long, they've been with yeah. Brian a long time and they're very loyal and to Brian and John. Um, and you know, it's, it's good to see people try and take care of their crew. It's, you know, it's tough though, right? Like he's, he had two good drivers and it was going to be a good, interesting season for him. He yeah. wanted to have a big comeback, but he'll, they'll come back stronger. If I know Brian, he'll, he's a competitor, the strong, uh, you know, he's a very competitive person. So he's going to want to come back and, and be better. And I suspect they'll put together an awfully good test program for their drivers too. So they were planning on running Rasmus Lint, the Swedish yep. driver, finished second la- in the last two years, second in USF 2000, second in Indy Pro 2000, almost won the championship last year, actually, in Indy Pro. Toby Sowery as well. Did you get a chance to talk to either of those guys? I did, but did you get a chance to talk to them? I haven't talked to either of them. I knew Rasmus wasn't. I know the last time I talked to him, he, they weren't thinking they were going to run anything this year. Maybe yeah, take a season off. So, you know, I get it. Um, it's understandable. You know, it's, I feel bad for them because they stayed here after, you know, St. Pete for the last four months, they sort of moved up here to Indy with him and his dad. And, um, you know, he's been around and working out and spending a lot of time with, with Bellardi with the team, which is great. Um, but now I think he's headed back to Sweden for a little bit. And, um, you know, I, he, I know he, he probably will do a lot of karting over there and I'm, I'm going to guess he'll get into cars of some sort over there just because he's too good not to. 
I actually, uh, on eCardyNews.com, on our face-to-face show, we had Will Power and, uh, and Billy Vincent on. And they, okay. are, they have run the Will Power Kart program. Yeah. Will started his own karting program as well. And they've had a couple of different drivers jump behind the wheel of their cars, Chase Jones being one of them. But a couple of guys have been, have been driving the kart at Whiteland down in Indianapolis there. And I I told Billy, I said, listen, you know what? There's a, there's a karting guy from Sweden, Uh, obviously, because, because Billy obviously knew Marcus Erickson because Billy works with, with Aero uh, McLaren racing SP. Uh, Well, Renus, I'm not Renus, Rasmus Lint finished fifth in the world championships a couple of years ago in the primary. Okay. Category. So I told him, I said, you've got this unbelievable talented world-class carter hanging out in Indianapolis. So they finally yeah. got connected. He and Chris Wheeler, because Chris is working with them as well. Good. Now, they were going to run this weekend. I think uh, Rasmus may have to go home, like you said, yeah. to Sweden. But when he gets back, they're planning on doing a bunch of karting. So I would Good. expect to see some race wins at a Rasmus Lint in that Will Power Kart before it's all over. Yeah, that's a, that's actually kind of a really cool story, right? Like yeah. It, uh, you know, it's good to see Billy and Will giving back, too, to the karting. Um, you know, I know both. I know they're both very passionate about, about the junior drivers and – I think that's really good to see. Um, yeah, and they've and, got a connection with 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 Paps Racing, Augie Paps right. as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy and and Augie are longtime friends, yeah. and it's uh it's actually really cool to see, and it's nice to see IndyCar guys kind of coming back and going to their roots. And you know, don't get me wrong, Will's going to want to make money at it, but um, yeah. you know, that's but it's also a good way for him to keep his his foot in the door for what he's going to do when he retires too. Yeah, right? that's like, the same, it's the same with Billy. That's, that's right. thinking about what they're going to do when they want to have that passion project to go to. Right. When they're done. Uh, the other driver, of course, for Bellardi Auto Racing was going to be uh, Toby Sowery. Uh, again, I messaged with, with Toby. And right now, he's he's worried about budget as well, right? You don't want to blow the, yeah. the support you may have on something else. You know, right. you can come back next year. He told me, he goes, listen, if you, if, you, if you hear any coaching opportunities back in the U.S., let me know. I'll fly back right. over. So I think he'd like to be here. He'd like to be in the U.S. He'd like to be doing some coaching with some drivers. So if anybody is looking for a coach for their young driver, karting or cars, whatever it may be, Toby Sowery is obviously available. Yeah, and Toby's—he's uh, awfully good. At, he's he's the guy kind of driver you want coaching your kid because he's he understands the technical side of the sport very well. Um, his feedback has always been excellent. Um, he, he'll help your driver just become better at at working with their engineer and, yeah. and knowing exactly what to communicate to the engineer. Steve, give us the update on HMD Motorsports. That's one of the teams that really has elected to, to make a, a pretty monumental shift in terms of making sure they stay racing. Uh, talk about what's going on with HMD. Yeah, so those guys, HMD, we're going to run uh, three cars this year. It was going to be David Malukas, um, Santi Yerusha, and Antonio Saravelli. And um, you're going to see that team move over to Formula Regional Americas with two cars for uh, – Malukas and Yerusha. And then uh, Sarah Valley's also moving over to that series with Jay Howard racing. So, um, you know, we've going to, that's Formula Regional Americas. I think we've got four, you know, cast offs, not cast offs, but <laughs> refugees from defectors. Indy Yes, yes. Defectors, refugees from Indy Lights. Um, well, and here's the thing. Let me, so I had a couple of people message me and they said something to the effect of, hey, why don't, why isn't HMD doing, why won't they just go Indy Pro 2000 racing? I said, well, it's it's almost going a different direction to a certain extent because David Malukas already ran there. Obviously, they right. had a team at that point. Yep. Santi Arutia won the championship, right. and I don't think I don't you know, I don't. What's he going to do? Is he going to win another championship to go back to Indy Lights? Right. I, I guess so, but I, I think he's. I think he would probably like to potentially move if they win there. He'll win a scholarship to come back. I don't. I think for Santi, he probably wouldn't have wanted to go back to Indy Pro Two Thousand again. No, and I don't. And I know they just 
ju- had just sold the that equipment too. Like That's just true. I forgot just, about that. Just sold like they had two Indy Pro two thousand cars and uh, they had all the equipment and they just sold it. So um, you know, it's just at the point at this point, you know, you've got to look at what you can get for your money and and Formula Regional America is just that little bit cheaper uh, price point right now that you know it kind of made some sense. And then you've got the the scholarship is a full year of indie lights right so it's going to be you know that's a good that's a nice scholarship and you've got you know david and um santi should both be contenders along with daniel and yep. right like uh, antonio i expect to do very well there and then you've also got victor franzoni running over there right so true enough um, yeah that, yeah it's gonna be a, that will be an entertaining entertaining championship to watch too uh, i spoke with uh michael duncalf from exclusive autosport this morning yeah. as well of course sad for him because you know they had just launched i know the Indy Lights program. We're at St. Petersburg. First practice. You know, Michael's up on up on the up on the uh, the wall, beaming. Got my new team. Yeah, we do one session and we're done. So uh, I did speak speak with Nikita Lastoshkin as well. Lastoshkin, yeah. Nikita Lastoshkin. Yes, I'm still working. I think on that's it. right. I know Nikita, Nikita Lastoshkin. Yes. So Nikita, I, I think he's just going to focus on work. He's a driving instructor, so he's going to be still right. driving and, and focusing on that all year. The plan is to come back with exclusive auto sports next year, of course, testing in the off season and then back for 2021. But of course, it's not like Michael Duncap has any time to rest at all with an F1600 no. team, a USF 2000 team, and an Indy Pro 2000 team. This guy's going to be busy as it is, but yeah, you know, is. I, I'd have to say it would suck for him to have that car parked in the shop. Until we oh, I know. Him. I've talked to him a couple times, and I know he's bummed that he's not running. Uh, you know, he had, you know, Nikita's lined up, and then he had. It sounded like he might have had somebody lined up for a lot of other races. So it was he was pretty excited about getting into Indy Lights, and you know, I think he's Michael's the kind of guy that you, I think you'll down the road see him in IndyCar. Just that's kind of the way you know he he looks forward um, and wants to build that into a, into a world class team, and you know, it just this. Puts it a year, year later, but I think yeah. it'll still eventually happen for him. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, they'll be able to to test a little bit in the off season as well. So, which you know, as a new team, getting more miles isn't the isn't the worst thing. I know they, yeah, you know, they would have liked to have more miles going into St. Pete's. So now they'll have a chance to do that. Well, I'm talking to Michael too. They've been in contact with a lot more families, so we may see right. some more opportunities for more people to drive the car. It almost gives him a time to kind of settle in and have more drivers. Now you know how how much I, I work hard on trying to make sure I get the people's names right. So of yes. course I got Nikita's name right. Who's who 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 chimes in? Alicia Hodap. Oh yeah, there we go. Slamming me. There you go. Like really? Come on. <laughs> I think uh, she's up grocery shopping right now. Whatever it was. Okay. Wherever she is, she's taking the opportunity to slam Good. me for Slamming. making uh, screwing up Nikita's name. But listen, to my credit, I said his name for four years as lost as Lostosh. He, yeah. he never he never told me. I, it drives me, I won't lie, it drives me nuts when you ask these kids how to pronounce their name and they don't really tell you. And then well, they go, you find out you're getting it wrong. I'm like, oh, well, I, if you just tell me, right? Like, they're like, I don't care. And I'm like, I, I get it because my name's not always easy. And Elaine, Elaine's got it right. Nikita Lostishkin, good yeah. type. <laughs> nice. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, Hunkos Racing. Uh, obviously, we'll see them in the Indy Pro 2000 category yeah. with uh, three drivers. Uh, one of the big stories, uh, Steve, coming into through the offseason into St. Petersburg was no drivers for multi-time, two-time with the Delar, the new car, two-time series champions. Yeah, it's a little surprising that um, Ricardo couldn't find drivers. But, you know, we yeah. were talking earlier about being, you know, a professional race team and this is your only thing. And, you know, 
Ricardo has to get full budget for when That's he no runs, deals. right? Yeah. Like there, there's no deals. And, yeah. and there's a lot of other team owners that have that ability to, to, you know, they're not giving away rides, but even if you're saving a little bit of money, uh, you know, it, it helps uh, the driver and their sponsors. So, um, you know, it, it's tough, right? Like you're right. He's won. They've won two championships. They're, he's obviously very good at running an Indy lights team, but yeah. um, you know, and I know they had a couple people come close, but it just never worked out. Well, you see what they what they did last year with Renus VK as well. You know, they won titles with Spencer Piggott and, and Kyle Kaiser. They put Kaiser in the show at the 500 yeah. and then you know, ran a rookie uh, head-to-head against another rookie they, you know, in, in the, ch- the previous championship car. So uh, they obviously can get the job done. I, I, I messaged a little bit with Ricardo earlier today, and, and you know, he says that there's not a lot going on right now. I think he believes, Steve, and you can give me your input on this, he kind of believes that right now we're kind of in a um, – we're in a holding pattern for a lot of drivers. Yeah. In, in Indy Lights. We talked about those are, yeah, I'll focus on 2021 right now, right? Because right. a lot of drivers, I think, are in the same place where they're not going to make a move on trying to set up a testing program until we get maybe further into into September. I agree. And that's, yeah, that's when I've talked to him and that's kind of the plan, you know, just kind of see. And, you know, he, he it hurts for him because he's he's been able to, to get some South American drivers come on. And right yeah. now, the, the South American economy, it's not that the South American economy is that bad. The American dollar versus the South American currencies it's it's brutal like it is i've talked to a couple brazilians about this where it's like you know two years ago you know it was a dollar and a half and now it's double that right and it's like to them that's real money right like it doesn't matter what it is it's straight up right it's you know like if it's i think it's brazilian real i'd have to look up what the exchange rate is but it you know that's why we haven't seen as many south american drivers lately is because the exchange rate is just it's awful Right it's the now. same with it's um, the same with Canada down to the U.S. as well. Yeah, it's thirty yeah. percent. It's thirty percent more. Right, like and even in Europe, it's it's fifteen to twenty percent that different than what it was two years ago. Well, that's a huge difference, right? Yeah. Like that's a yeah. that is a massive difference. Uh, you know, having a good strong American dollar is a good thing, but um, it does hurt the these road indie teams because the drivers don't. <laughs> you don't. You know, it just it and it you're spending the same money in my mind. You know, like exchange rate sucks, but it's you know, but. It, it's all about appearances, right? And it's just, it looks like it's more expensive. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. You, you know, the parent goes, well, well, I can spend this here or this here. That's right. Yeah. Let's move to Indy Pro 2000. Um, again, I think we all hope that if lights was going to shut down, we would have seen some more teams come back. We didn't see as many guys come back as we would have hoped. I think really only probably one driver, potentially yeah. two drivers, but adding to, adding to the program. But I'm, I think we're still looking at a decent field of drivers for the, for the first, uh, for the first, re- first weekend, at least they're going to be testing uh, on Monday. So I don't think we've yeah. mentioned that earlier, but they are testing on Monday um, at mid Ohio. There's going to be both USF 2000 and Indy pro 2000, the official test. And then, yep. of course, a week and a half later, we're at road America. Shout out to Adrian Ricard tuning in from uh, tuning in from England. We haven't seen Adrian awesome. in many, many years. Uh, it's late him. there, isn't it? It's, nah, it's I guess bad. it's nine, nine, like nine, nine thirty. Yeah, he's having a beer probably right now. Yeah, he's probably. Good. I agree. Uh, do you want to get started, uh, Steve, with with Paps Racing? What are you What are you hearing from Hunter and and, and um, Colin? I know they're both here, and I know they're both planning on running. And um, I know they did a test at. I've seen them testing a couple of different places at Lacrosse, maybe on yeah. the Oval. Uh, they've been at Mid Ohio. Um, I know it'll be at the other mid Ohio test. So, and those guys have, they've been, once they could get the guys back in the shop, Augie could get his guys back in the shop. They've been testing. So yeah. Road America. Um, most, most drivers have tested. Now that we get into it, we're talking about actual testing. Most right. of the teams, as you know, a test at road America and a test at mid Ohio already. Yeah. 
Yeah, so most everybody's been testing, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And it, there's another team that, you know, having a couple extra tests isn't the worst thing in the world as a yeah. new, you know, I don't. I expect them to get a handle on that car very quickly, but, um, you know, having a couple extra days of testing for, for the engineers, for Tony's and um, Augie and that crew isn't the yeah. worst thing in the world. No, uh, and it gives it, right. and the drivers, right, get a couple more days of, of yep. running in that car. So, yeah, d- you know, it, for the rookie drivers in Indy Pro 2000, the, the break hasn't been the worst thing in the world for them. They're going to get a lot more test days in. Uh, one of the other things interesting, you brought up lacrosse. Uh, one of the races that didn't get the chop uh, when moving was the night before the 500 or the or the Carb Day Classic, whatever we're going to be calling. I think it's Friday yeah. night, so it's the Carb Day Classic now. Yeah. It'll move to August. That's the race at Lucas Oil Raceway, the Freedom 75 and the Freedom 90. And one of the tracks that a lot of guys like to test on, especially those uh, located maybe up in the Illinois area, Wisconsin, is lacrosse up in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a, I think it's I think it's a bit flatter. I don't think it's quite I think as so. banked as Lucas Oil, but I saw a number of teams were there. Legacy Autosport was there. Paps yeah. was there. Kaminsky actually drove the PM18 there. I confirmed that with them. Uh, yeah. Exclusive Autosport was there as well. I think uh, Christian Brooks was rolling yeah. around there as well. So uh, Yeah, that's a good spot to test for those guys. Uh, you'll see some down in Memphis. I haven't seen anybody down there yet. But, that's true, um, yeah, Memphis. Such teams test at Memphis Motorsport Park uh, on the Oval there. But, um, yeah, it's good to see that event remain. It'll be uh, – it, I think that'll be a big event. It's, um, you know, we've got uh, pavement midgets and pavement sprint cars back there for the first time in a while too. So it'll be uh, – you know, we've had the silver crown cars, but now we've got uh, pavement midgets, pavement sprint cars back with uh, – yeah. Indy Pro 2000, and if you're an open wheel fan, man, it doesn't get there. Four four open wheel races that night, right? Like that's awesome. That's kind of my world crisscrossing because I love I love I'm, I'm a stock car guy, oval guy as well. Yeah. I watched the entire. I, I signed up for Flow Racing to watch the entire Indiana Midget Week, and I love yeah. you know the Chili Bowl, all that stuff to watch to be able to have them all come together. It's a great it uh, awesome. great deal. Uh, D Force Racing as well. Um, I actually messaged with David Martinez a bit, uh, Steve. It seems like uh, all four of their drivers. Uh, Corey Enders, Parker Thompson, Manuel Suleiman, and Moises De La Vera will be at the test at Mid-Ohio on racing at Road America. That is, I think, I think the Manuel still has to get in to the U.S. I think he's still in Mexico right now. So, Yeah, that's the one thing I worry about is getting drivers into the country. You know, it's not definitely not easy. Um, you know, I hope hopefully with some of the stuff that, that's gone on with the IndyCar guys, it's it's opened things up a little bit. But, you know, there's Canadian guys and you know, the Canadian land border is closed, but you can fly. Yeah. And I'm, I think it's similar to Mexico, too. There's the, 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 the land borders are closed, but the you can fly. But the, the, it's, I know it's not easy. I know a couple of people have come back or come to the U.S. from Canada. And it's they're, you know, they don't don't make it easy for you. They definitely uh, ask a lot of questions. So have all your ducks in a row. I spoke with uh, with Parker Thompson a little bit too earlier today, and he's yeah. he's really excited about the new season. He said that Team D Force Racing has uh, has made some you know off season acquisitions in terms of staff, and he is yeah. he's really happy with where they are right now. Yeah, I know they. Uh, I think um, oh, I can't remember his name, and I'm not going to try and butcher it. From Junkos, one of the engineers from uh, their Indy Pro 2000 program, is there now, and I know they brought on um, Jonathan Yorge as a driver coach and. Uh, you know, running four cars, it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see how far they can move ahead on the grid, right? They've, they've shown some potential, but I think now, um, you know, I think with the four cars and with, with someone like Parker there to kind of guide the, what direction they go, it could, could be really interesting to see, you know, cause you've got, um, 
Corey and, and Moises with a lot of experience. Experience, yeah. Right. And they've and they've shown the pace, you know. Yeah. It just I think sometimes the cars haven't been quite as fast, but both guys have shown that they have the pace. So um, you know, it'll be an interesting, an interesting look. And we Manuel's quick too. So, you know, that if you're looking for a sleeper Indy Pro 2000 team, that's probably the one. Um, you know, they haven't won a championship or won any races, but I wouldn't shock me to see them on the podium a lot this year. Yeah, I agree. Now, here's the thing. Let's look at the contrast, right? Four drivers at T-Force Racing, all that input, all that you know, feedback. And then we move over to exclusive autosport with right. Braden Eves. Braden Eves, uh, I know. But, Bra- but Braden Eves is Braden Eves, right? We, we know right. he's such a technical driver uh, in terms of, of, the, of just the racecraft itself, knowing the race car. He's a, he's a very an intellectual young man, really able to, yeah. to, to talk the talk and understand and connect with the engineer. Obviously the fastest driver in that single session we had at St. Petersburg by right. a half a second, he was gutted that the season had to go on lockdown for four months. Cause I think he was excited, but the USF 2000 reigning champion, I think right. he's really going to be one to watch this year. Yeah, I do too. He's a, uh, he's an impressive driver. And like you said, he's an, obviously a very intelligent young man. He's a well-spoken young man. And um, I think he's one that people need to, to get to know because, you know, as an IndyCar fan, he's someone you're going to hear about for a while. Um, you know, he's got some, some good support out of Ohio, some good support background support from Mike Shank. And, uh, you know, he's part of that, that program. And, um, you know, he's, he's an awfully good young man. I hate to say I'm old, so, you but he's very mature. You're mature. at least, you're at least twice as old as him. I'm twice yeah, as least, old as he is. Yeah, you can say sure. that, right? That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I expect uh, a lot of uh, a lot out of him this year. Um, yeah, but you said one car, not you know. It, in some ways, that's good. You can focus. The team can focus solely on giving him what he needs. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think it'll be interesting to see, and they'll put all their mechanical. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. The Indy Pro Two Thousand Championship. It'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a bar murder, yeah. I think. Um, I messaged with uh, Brendan Puderbach as well from Fat Boy Racing. Yeah. They're going to have Charles Finelli back out again, and excited to to enjoy the program. <laughs> and, and again, I just for me, it's I look at them as as a throwback of what the Star Mazda Championship used to be in terms of the fact that when I you did. had forty drivers in Star Mazda, there was the guys up front, you know, the top twenty, whatever, top fifteen, who were really focused on trying to get get better, trying to get themselves dialed in to move to the maybe the Atlantic program or the Indy Lights program at that point back in the mid two thousands. And then there were like 20 guys that were there because they wanted to race against the best guys they could. Yep. And they wanted to experience that level of racing. Star Mazda used to race on the, the Sebring. Oh, 12 crazy. Season, yeah. Right? He used to race yep. So that we don't have a lot of that anymore. That's why I love, no. I love Fat Boy Racing and Charles Finelli. They're here because they want high level of competition. They want a really good race car. Because yep. let's be real, the Indy Pro 2000 is one of the best open wheel cars you can drive. Yep. And, and they want to be at events. That's I, exactly I love the sport. I do too, man. I wish, you know, like I know you and I have talked about it before. I wish we had more people like Charles and, mm-hmm. and Fat Boy. And, um, it, you know, I know people go, well, he's not competitive. Why would you want him? Uh, he's entry fees yep. and he's, and he's, you know, buying tires from Cooper and he's, you know, spending money on his engine and he's getting status parts. And um, the more cars you have, the less expensive it is for everybody. Yeah. Um, right. So, and the more, you know, the more entry fees Anderson Promotions and Dan collect, the more he can offer better prizes for the guys up front, um, you know, so the, you want those bigger grids, especially at this, you know, and that Indy pro 2000, the star Mazda level, it seems to be that perfect spot for, for the gentleman driver that, that wants to, you know, race against the top competition. You know, you had guys like 
Bob Kaminsky was a perfect, another perfect example. Bob, Bob was a heck of a racer, right? Agreed. Yeah. He loved, and he didn't want to do anything else because he wanted to be, he wanted to race with the kids and be competitive. And, you know, is he going to run up front all the time? No, but he's good competition. And, you know, it's, it's, and there's sometimes these guys can, you know, they can help make a, a kid's budget a little less like they did with Phil Dennis last year. Right. Like that's exactly right. Um, yep. I'd love to see lots of that where you see, you know, the gentleman driver, you know, kick in a little bit and he gets coached from a younger guy, but he helps him with his budget. Well, if you, if you start look, people that have been around the sport line, if you start looking back at some of the teams, like, like maybe Ken Herb's velocity motorsports, where you would have yeah. a couple of really fast masters drivers, expert drivers yeah. at that point, we called them. And they would make sure they helped out some of the young guys. Cause those were the guys that were bringing them, uh, you know, the input, which is, you gotta have right. that, you know, that's yep. you know, that for sure. Let's uh, okay. So let's go. We talked about home coast racing, not having anybody, for uh, Indy uh, Lights this year, of course they're going to keep working for for 2021. But a pretty pretty good lineup uh, in terms of uh, a rookie driver, a yeah. driver with a bit of experience, and a kid with more experience in their lineup for Indy Pro 2000. Yeah, I, I messaged back and forth with Ricardo earlier today, and um, you know I think he's excited to get racing again. Um, you know he's like it's, it's it, you know they have to be racing. That's it's a race <laughs> team. They have to be racing. But yeah, with um, you know Artem Petrov. Um, and then, um, Nate Aranda, Nate Aranda. Yeah. And then obviously Stingray Rob's coming back for another season of Indy pro 2000. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, uh, Stingray last year, the second half of last year was probably, probably the best driver in that series or at least close, right? Like he was, he was competitive with Kyle Kirkwood and, um, you know, I expect him to be really hungry this year. I know he really wants to win the series. Um, and it'll be, and he keeps, I think we keep forgetting that Stingray was 15 when he started, right? Like, I think That's he's it. maybe 19 now. Um, yeah. So, and he's, he's definitely grown up too. And he's, he's another one. He's a lot like Braden in some ways that he's very analytical and very, he thinks things through and, um, you know, he's a smart driver. And I think you'll see him shine again, even more this year. And especially with another season with Hunkos. he really, I know he really liked driving for Ricardo because Hunkos is very good at driver development, right? Like it's yep. very important to them. And, and he felt like he, they made him a better driver um, and he hadn't had that in his career before. So another season is fantastic. Well, what I, I think about uh, Stingray, a, a couple of races he potentially could have won last year you know, on the pole at yeah. Portland, got taken out at the start yeah. on the pole. One point at, uh, um, at Luke, at Luke, at Luke, at Sega got taken out, but was leading. Yeah. And had a driver go off in front of him, put gravel on the track, and he went off the racetrack just yeah. because of control of the car. I, I feel like Stingray is going to be that next kid that gets that first race win. Yeah, I gets agree. Off his back, and all of a sudden, more race wins come. Yeah, yeah, he's. You're right. It's one of those. It could be a snowball where yeah. you know he gets going and he won't be able to stop him. And obviously, Yunkos has won a lot of championships in in that series, so it's not like they don't know what they're doing. So it's uh, I expect them to. Um, you know, they almost almost won with Rasmus last year. They've yeah. won, a, I think, four, four, five driver championships in Indy Pro 2000. So it's, yeah. I expect them to be right there. It's like we've talked about before. It's going to be an entertaining season. Let's have a quick look at Turn Three Motorsport. Of course, last year Peter Dempsey and his crew coming yeah. in with Antoine Camo. Antoine will be back this year. But as we've said, they were able to pick up an, another car, and now they're going to have, or they have the two cars. Now they're going to have uh, uh, Daniel Frost. Uh, driving right. for them that's a you mentioned that's gonna be a really interesting I think that's pairing, really interesting right? yeah i yeah. do i think it's fascinating um it'll be fun to watch and see how that that ends up turning out because i think you know daniel daniel's awfully talented and he's and he's a really nice young man but he's you know 
I don't say he's shy, but he's not, he's not tentative might not be the right word, but he probably needs to be just a little bit more aggressive. Um, and there's nobody better to bring that out of you than Peter. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, another team that uh, is kind of forming up right now is BN Racing with, with Bruno yep. Uh Sabre Cook uh, will be with them kind of with Benick, but with, uh, but with, um, with BN and Bryn. I'm uh, not sure exactly how much of a budget that or a, a program Sabre will have. I messaged briefly with her today. She actually had a kind of a partial program put together right. uh, with, with Bennett for the season. Of course, this whole thing's kind of moved things around. We'll see how her sponsorship and her partnership and backing can, continues. But she will be at Road America, which is amazing because Sabre is a, yeah. a tremendous young woman and a great driver. Looking forward to see what she can do. Uh, and then Jacob Loomis. Um, Steve, talk a little bit about that. Uh, Loomis jo- just announcing joining with the team, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, it's, I think that's fantastic for the that team and for um, Jacob. You know, it's I he's such an interesting case, right? He's he hasn't done you know a full season really in anything, um, but when he's been here, he's been quick. So and they did their their family stuff. Was it last year or two years yeah, ago? Yeah, last year. Last year, yeah. Yep. Um, when they they ran it as a family team and uh, they they were on pace, right? Jacob sure. was on pace, so I expect to be with with a professional team. They'll be on pace and. Um, you know, we, we know what BN did in Indy Pro 2000 at, at Road America uh, with David Malukas and Toby mm-hmm. Sowery, where they yeah. were double winners and double podiums. And uh, so I'd expect with Bryn there, those cars will be quick, um, very quick. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Sabre and, and I think, you know, like you said, these drivers, you know, the budget right now, we don't know. But if you can go to your, your backer, your partner, your sponsor, and, and Sabre can go and say, Hey, I got two top fives, or I got, you know, a fourth and a 10th or right. Like all of a sudden yeah. it's like, Oh wait, you know, I want to back. Right. Yeah. Like it's, you, it's, it sucks that you need to perform to, to keep going, but sometimes that's the way it works. Right. If you can show to show your backer that you've got the chance to, you know, the ability to, to be competitive, they're going to want to keep backing you. And, you know, someone like Sabre, it, it, you know, we had the W Series decided to to forego this season as well. And, you know, she was set to, to return to that. And that was going to be a good, you know, she was going to get finally, you know, for the first time probably in her career, she's going to get the right amount of seat time this year. So um, it kind of sucks, but hopefully we'll see her quite a bit. In yeah, indeed, Pro. indeed. Uh, obviously, one of the, the almost fallout is the fact that RP Motorsport USA, I don't think going to be coming back this, yeah, this I season. I believe one yeah. of the cars has been has been leased out. So we're not potentially exactly. not going to see them. Obviously, throughout the road to Indy iRacing E-Series, one of the guys that was super impressive was Philippe Dennis, uh, was able right. to win both championships. Obviously, an iRacing expert. He does a lot of coaching on iRacing. He's actually a coach as well at the Allenberg Racing School uh, at Laguna Seca. Think, yeah. And speak with him today. It's not looking good for him to potentially get into anything. He was trying to work a deal with, with RP Motorsport. Doesn't right. have the budget right now. With, with everything kind of shaking around, it seems like he's taking a step back a bit and will focus potentially on Laguna Seca, maybe St. Petersburg again this season. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing to do. Um, you know, it, it does. I think Phil's got a lot of talent and um, he just, you know, it's just getting in that right spot at the right time. And with RP, you know, being based out of Italy, it's it's tough for them this yeah. year, right? Like yeah. it just, I mean, it's... it it's pretty much undoable, right? Like it's with guys coming back and forth and it's yep. just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, um, you know, it's good to see that they're one of their cars will get used. And I, I expect they'll be back. They, they seem to really enjoy racing here. Uh, and they were very competitive too. Uh, they were a lot of fun to have around and, um, extremely competitive group of guys. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough. And like you said, they, you know, we were probably going to see Phil with them at least to start the season, but yeah, 
Um, hopefully he'll be able to, to put something together towards the end of the season and, and some, you know, it's a good way to build momentum for the next year. Let's I'm going to, I sent a bunch of messages that this. I'm going to grab my phone real quick right. and see if anybody got back. Yeah, to me. No. How about, how about you and I talk about, uh, Andretti Autosport? It's been a right. while. It's been a while since they've been in the, uh, uh, Indy pro 2000 level. Yes. Won a championship a couple of years ago with, uh, with some kid named Brabham. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't too bad, right? How many <laughs> wins did they? Hit? Yeah, right. like eleven. Was it eleven wins or something like that? Eleven wins, yeah. I and that's it's Michael wants to keep his guys employed, right? Like he had yeah. four or three or four crews of Indy Lights guys, so um, you know he wants to keep people employed, and that's you know it's a good way to keep people. people so they got a car. And, so they have a yeah. car. Let's put it that way. Andretti has a PM eighteen, right? Um, you're you're hearing the same name I'm hearing. Who do what do you think? Who do you hear driving that car? Um. I think it'll be a young Canadian driver that uh, has been in Europe for a few years, Devlin DeFrancesco. All right. Uh, he was set to do F3, uh, European F3 this year. Um, and I just saw now, I haven't been able to get any confirmation, but um, I think that I saw this morning where his F3 team has replaced, he's another driver, got announced into his seat I tried this morning. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so that that leads me to believe that he's either not racing or he's or he's going to be an Indy Pro 2000. Uh, and, and they've been talking about it for a while. Like he'd come back over and, and checked out the series. And, and um, he ran he, he ran the E-Series as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it makes sense to have him here. He's a good, he's, you know, he's a good shoe. And is another one of those ones that I just, I don't think he's been able to show his talent in Europe. Um, we've talked about this before where it just doesn't seem to be, I don't know why, but you know, it doesn't seem to work out when, when Americans or Canadians go over there, you know, had very few other than Rob Wickens. Is anybody really, you know, Nicholas Latifi um, yeah, has done yeah, well, but, and, but um, you have to have that top level budget to get that, you know, to win over there. And yes. right now I think, you know, running, geez, running Andretti and, and he's another one. His dad's, a, his dad works hard. Um, and, you know, being at, at Andretti, you know, with partners and it, it could work out really well for him down the road. We'll see that. Obviously that's an announcement we expect to see coming pretty soon uh, or potentially yeah. seeing somebody at the test on Monday. You right. can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Sooner yeah. later, the test is going to come out. Uh, let's move to USF 2000. We are rocking through this. Uh, the first edition of my road to Indy insider live here on Facebook. I'll put it up to YouTube as well. And then I'll take the audio and put it onto the Road to Indy Insider podcast uh, stable as well. So lots of ways to consume the content here uh, over the next couple of months. St uh, Steve, USF 2000, really not that much of a change. A couple of drivers no, potentially not coming, same, but otherwise yeah. everybody's locked and loaded, right? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty similar to what we saw, the same grid we saw at, at St. Pete. Like you said, there might be a couple changes, but I don't think there'll be, I don't think there'll be a lot. I think Cape's going to have the same same group of drivers. I think, Paps is going to have the same group of drivers. I think um, Dudu Barrichello got into into the U.S. now. I think he's in my or in back in Orlando now. So okay. um, I think that was a concern of getting him getting him you know coming back from Brazil. But I think I believe he's here at least that's the last I've heard. So um, you know that was probably I'm, just, the, I'm scrolling to see if there's anything new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It's one I was was worried about, but I think, yeah, like you said, I think it's pretty similar to grid to what we were going to see. Um, like you said, it's going to see on Monday, but yeah. uh, it'll be an entertaining series again. It's going to be. Well, it, there's a couple of drivers we're not going to see. I know, I, I know that I don't think that we'll, we're going to see Matias Ramirez or Manuel right. Cabrera, which is yep. a shame. I think I would love to have seen both of those drivers. 
uh, back with us. Now, I talked to David Martinez, and he does say that there will be a new driver. The announcement's coming. Oh, good. Well, second driver for D-Force Racing alongside Kiko Porto. Uh, at least for that, at least for the Mid-Ohio Test and Road America, I don't know if it's going to be a full season, more of a kind of, right. hey, come and do some races with us ahead of 2021. That's good. Yeah, and I don't know who that that could be. You know, I've got my ideas. I asked. He wouldn't tell me. Yeah, I've got some ideas. But I think, uh, has Nico Christodoulou run with them in Mexico? Has an EF4? Oh, Mexican he may F4. have. I think so. So Ooh, that's Steve. One thing, one thing I, that's, you know, I'm not going to say it's happening, right? Connect but, the uh, dots. Yeah, exactly. It's just a connecting the dots thing, yep. right? So, um, and he's a kid that I'd like to see. He's done well down there. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And, and I don't. You know, I think we saw, obviously, we lost Jack Crawford, uh, joined the Red Bull program, and he's yep. over in Europe. Um, you know, he'd one I'd love to see come back and do some races. You know, I know he won't leave the Red Bull program, but hopefully they get he gets a chance to race as much as he was supposed to over there. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. Uh, we'll we'll see what uh, how many drivers. I think we'll have, what, 18 cars? Yeah, I've got – I am just I just did the countdown there. Probably yeah. 18 or 19, I think. Yeah. Um, Matt Round Garrido was a driver who hasn't tested. We, we had mentioned talking about Indy Pro 2000, uh, really the, the test that most drivers, everybody went to, the, the test at Road America, yeah. and then the test at, uh, at Mid-Ohio was wow. one, of course, the one coming up yeah. on Monday. Matt was, has been over in England the whole time. I believe he's flying back this Friday uh, to be able to be with the team at uh, getting ready to go for that test. So that, that's why I'm thinking 18 or 19. I think it's yeah, that's where speed. I am with that too, yeah. Um, it'll be, yeah, it's going to be a, you know, you're going to have Paps and Cape, obviously, once again, probably fighting. Um, yeah. and it'd be, I, you know, there's some driver, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the, you know, out of the fray at a place like Cape and a place like Paps, right? Like who's going to be the, the one that, you know, becomes their, their number one driver. And um, I think, I think you throw, I think you throw more people, of course, Cape and Paps have been, you know, they've been battling for team of the year, right? Right. But then you got to remember Christian Rasmussen. Won a couple oh, yeah. of races last year and yeah. became one of the strongest guys at the end of the season for Shea yeah. Howard driver development. Uh, I have to, I have a feeling he is going to be a oh, championship. Right yeah. the game. And then you got a couple of rookies at exclusive autosport. I'm telling you, uh, Christian Brooks and Prescott Campbell, man, I, 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 I really believe they're going to be good. I do. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, that's two. Yeah, you're right. Those two are, you know, they're probably flying under the radar right now, yeah. but they're both, they're both good um, shoes and they're both good kids too. Um, it's, it's, it's a strong series right now. There's a lot of good drivers, right? Like it's, it's, there's no really, um, you know, you, there's probably out of that 18 or 19, there's probably 10, 11 guys yeah. who can win races. That's it. Yeah. Um, right. And that's huge, right? Like that's, that means the championship probably won't be settled early. Uh, you know, that series is one we've had a few years where, you know, we've had one guy dominate. I don't think you'll see that this year. Hey, listen, we've got some ex expert advice coming in here. Uh -oh. Kyle Kirkwood thinks okay. Ras Rasmussen will be one to beat for sure. I just, I think he's going to be strong. I don't disagree. No. I do not disagree, Kyle. It's, uh, yeah, he's. Kyle's he's, on it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was so competitive last year. And I think, you know, they were disappointed with how they started the season. But once they got it figured out, right, it was their first year with that car. Um, and his first year in that series. And once they got it figured out, man, they were, they were dialed in. They were on it. Here's something I find interesting, especially with the younger drivers, uh, Steve, is the fact that, you know, normally we had the longer season, right? And there's yeah. a big gap. We'd run St. Petersburg. Then we'd have maybe, maybe one race or maybe that big gap to the, to the Grand Prix weekend. I always use Road America in the middle as that kind of time where, you know what, the rookie drivers have got, yeah. they got their, stuff, they, they've got their yeah. stuff together. They figured it out. They're more comfortable. They're not so nervous like they were at St. Pete. They yeah. come and attack at Road America. What do you do when you take 18 races or however many were, were like actual rate and jam them in like this? 
Like yeah. Triple header weekends, man. If a guy comes to a track and he's uncomfortable, you could be lost for the entire weekend. Yeah. But if you, if you get to a track and you're, you're nailing it, you can yeah. go, you can walk away with three podiums or three race wins. Right. It is. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's got a lot of pressure on the kids, which is good. <laughs> I think as far as making them grow up as drivers, there's going to be nothing better than the tight compressed schedule, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be on and on track a lot in a short period of time. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, right. They're going to have a lot of time, you know, three races, like you said, at certain places. Right. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see how that, that unfolds because, you know, you've seen, you know, we always said mid Ohio was kind of that place, right. Cause that's where USF always had three races there. And it was kind of that's that it. place where that championship always ended up being decided. Always. That's right. always. And I, you know, we're going back there again with three races, but I, it's earlier. Right. So I, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays in what road or uh, how, Mid Ohio plays into it. Let's have a look at that schedule, folks. So there it is for yeah. you. Uh, we're getting started on July 9th and 10th. We go to Road America for a double header, and then as uh, as Steve said, what normally was kind of that championship mm -hmm. run, that battle, uh, we're going to go back to back at Mid Ohio, July the 29th and mm -hmm. 30th. Steve, I think I think that's the that's the uh, Wednesday Thursday race, correct? Yes. And yep. then and then mm -hmm. August the 7th the 9th is the straight up IndyCar weekend double header yep. with IndyCar. Yep. And then the Friday night race at Lucas Oil Raceway on the Oval, the Freedom 75 and the Freedom 90. Yep. Uh, and then and then we go to Gateway. And that's yep. just Pro. Indy Pro 2000s. I'm going to be sad to be there and not have uh, not have Indy Lights. I know. Yeah, that is that is a good point. It's uh, uh, Yeah, that's a fun weekend. Um, it is. And the, those, the Indy Lights cars race really well at that track. Yeah. And again, another standalone event on September yep. 3rd and 4th. I believe that's the Thursday, Friday again, I think. It is, yep. At, at, at the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And then we're back into the IndyCar schedule with Portland on September 11th to 13th, the WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca on September 18th to 20th. And Steve, we cap it all off uh, with St. Petersburg at the end of October. How do you, what do you, St. Petersburg as the opener, always kind it's of for the young drivers, right? The rookie drivers are always so nervous. All yeah. those rookies now are going to be full of confidence. Full of piss and vinegar. We're going to the season finale. I'm going to go. It's always a good week. It's always a good. The racing is always good, right? Yeah. So I think uh, it could be fantastic. But right? a finale, like who do? You, oh, I know. Who do you who do you lean towards? Who are the guys that have been really good? That they're you know, Braden Eves was able to win two races there. Parker yeah. Thompson dominated the action last year with right. Able Motorsports in in, in that yeah. category. I I just kind of kind of go back to the guys that have been strong at St. Petersburg. What's it going to be like when they get there for the finale? That's going to be where we crown the champions. Right. And it, and like Pabst has been very good there in USF 2000. Right. And, yeah. you know, that's actually one of those tracks where it, it, Cape was always good. And you know, like you said, Braden won twice, but you know, Pabst has always been fast there. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, and, and obviously it was the C it was last year where Rasmussen and, and Jay Howard race or Jay Howard driver development weren't quite in tune at that event. So did they go back there worried that oh crap we finished our season somewhere where we didn't you know we weren't as quick and what well, didn't didn't Christian finish quick, wasn't, yeah, was, yeah, they wasn't were Christian quick. right behind Darren Keene though in the yeah, in that was. first You're race right. when Darren yeah, spun was. it yeah yeah he was yeah so yeah they did it, maybe it was the natural train road courses early where they struggled then I think they, you're they, right. yeah. they did struggle with some speed early but um 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That's a good place to finish the season. That's <laughs> it's a really good place to finish. It'll be interesting. And well, there'll be those that have a bit of budget left, and those that'll be at the end of their our bank know, accounts that right? will be thinking yeah. about not wrecking cars, or maybe they don't think yeah. about wrecking cars. Maybe it's yeah. I'll do anything. anything and I got win. I got six months to pay the bill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm, don't don't Rob, you're scaring the owners. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. Have yeah, said you're that. scaring the owners. Uh, yeah, Make sure right. you buy insurance for St. Petersburg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, listen, Steve. I appreciate you joining me here. The initial edition of the insider we're gonna you and i talked about doing some of these maybe not so much this stuff but maybe some facebook lives or whatever from yeah, trackside right yeah i think that'd be fun you know just think, quick you know 15 20 minute wrap up at the end of the day yeah uh maybe like try it. and get get a couple drivers on with us and that's just it chat about what uh, what happened what happened on tractor in day. in in years past i've had the podcast that we've done you know the the, the, right. end of the, you know, the kind of breakdown podcast we're going to do that here i'll bring some drivers on as well we'll be able to leverage just to have more interviews for some drivers and stuff when i get back uh, to the computer after after traveling home or potentially at the airport or whatever it may be. But uh, Steve, right. I appreciate it, man. It's, it's no, about time. It's literally going to be almost four months. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to get it, it. A lot of people, you know, they don't like traveling. I'm, I'm desperately miss traveling right now. I, I like, I love traveling. I love the adventure of it. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I miss it. I'm dying for it, man. I cannot wait yeah. to, to get to the racetrack. And of course, as we said, hey, we're talking about traveling. First race, Road America. It's brats. Yeah, exactly. It's brats. Exactly. It's, it's uh, spotted cow. Man, I exactly. can't wait. Brown bear, but, brown bear wings, and the brown bear wings. Now let's let's cap, let's cap, let's cap off with this. One of the things, of course, the Road Dandy sent out uh, a, a email to everybody. There is going to be stringent. Um, oh yeah, social distancing, wear a mask. Yeah. I'll be getting on the phone with, with Tammy Velkoski tomorrow to talk about how we're going to be doing the podium. You know, it's right. everything we're going to be doing is going to be social. There won't be, obviously there won't be any hospitality for, for, for sponsors. Right. Hospital, you know, there's everything's being done to the nth degree. Of course, I think all the, the fall down from, from IndyCar because mid right. Ohio's it's better safe than sorry, right? Like, I mean, middle, middle, middle Ohio's racing this weekend, the SVRA event, they've got Trans Am's there, F3 right. and F4. They're all there and it's open to fans. But I right. think IndyCar knowing that they're trying to make things happen for, the 500 and everything they're doing, exactly. they're making sure there are no issues at all when it comes right. to having any kind of COVID-19 in the paddock. Yeah, no, you can't, you don't want to be that first series that, you know, causes the entire racing season to get shut down again. So, yeah. um, and you know, you've, you've got to look at what NASCAR has done on that, on the COVID side of things. And, you know, they've had a couple at, at shop guys test, but considering how much they've been on the road and racing, it's been, it's been good to see that they've been able to continue with, with that i wasn't sure how it would go, well go but you know it's been great to see they've been they try very hard to social distance if they don't they've got the masks on which yeah. i think you need to you need to keep doing hey we just need to go racing because once we get the road america event then we can start looking down the road to the exactly. next race uh at mid ohio it's mid ohio right yeah mid ohio, yeah. Mid -Ohio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right like another month off right and get going and then we get a month off it's like indycar was the same right now once we get going in indycar we're going it's a couple of weeks for sure we have at least i think at least two weekends off then we're back to yeah. that midweek race and, and then away we go but uh, we folks, I hope you, uh, you're excited as we are because we can't get wait to get back to the track. This has been a great edition of the Insider Live. Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Thanks again for joining me, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. We'll talk to Steve a little later, folks. So once again, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. This will be on YouTube. I'll make sure it goes on the, on the Podbean as a podcast as well. I appreciate you joining us, folks. Thank you so much. Bye for now and book it. <laughs>